When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. It is coming up to six minutes after seven o'clock. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight on a uh, smoky Tuesday. Yes, the smoke has returned to, to the city of Edmonton. Uh, the rain was nice. The rain was a bit much <laughs> on the weekend. Man, did it ever downpour. But it was nice to have a, a day yesterday where you breathe and there was no smoke. Uh, you know, I took a deep breath and uh, the air was clear. But those forest fire situations are pretty serious. So we got smoke coming in. So uh, as you heard, there's a special um, air quality advisories out for the city of Edmonton. So anyway, so take caution, please. Take caution. Uh, the Blue Jays are finally underway in uh, Kansas City. They're up one nothing on the Royals as they play game two of this uh, series. They're in the uh, top of the second inning of play. So we talked a lot about headphones, or <laughs> not headphones. Anyway, yes, uh, just reading a text here about Jason Moss. Uh, yes, the, the smashing headphones, the throwing water coolers and stuff like that. And we've talked a lot about how he says, that's enough. I can't do that stuff anymore. It's uh, not sending the right message to my team. So we talked a lot about that, and we can get back to that a little bit later into the hour at around uh, 7.45. But uh, there's some uh, hockey news today, uh, and uh, some unfortunate Oiler news, but uh, we'll talk about that in a moment uh, with our next guest, and plus about his pro tryout contract that he has signed with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Please do welcome back to the show, former Oiler Mark Letestu. Mark, uh, thanks for coming back on uh, 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Nice to hear from you. Oh, thanks for having me on, Dave. For sure. Uh, I uh, have to thank Reed Wilkins for setting this up, so uh, kudos to Reed. He'll be back on Thursday, by the way. Um, yeah, let's talk about the tough news, and uh, you've played with this uh, with, with this individual who uh, just has the worst luck, it seems, in the world right now, and that's uh, Andre Secker, a, a torn Achilles during off-ice training, and he's going to be out for an indefinite period of time. Of course, last year, uh, torn ACL uh, that kept him out till about Christmas. Uh, that was suffered in the playoffs earlier. Man, you got to feel for a guy like Andre Secker, who uh, is a quality player and uh, has had a run of uh, bad luck here lately, Mark. Yeah, and he, he was a guy. I, I read the news today, just like most uh, most everybody else did, and right away kind of reached out to him just to I guess to to help him out with it, uh, not these injuries, the ones he's had, they're you know they're not negligent injuries. This is just unfortunate, you know, playoffs, physical hockey. Uh, you know, he really takes care of himself, and I'm sure he was training hard, trying to get back to to what he was a year ago. Uh, and something like this happens, uh, you know, out of hard work. It's not out of you know goofing around or anything. So you really feel for a guy, uh, and especially as how important he is to to our team. 
uh, when we missed him, and then when he came back, you could tell he was still working his way back. Uh, so to have a setback like this for him, uh, you know, it's probably hurts hurts you know mentally for him. But uh, if there's anybody that's going to work his way back and be positive about it's Andre. Uh, he's one of the more diligent workers uh, in the gym, and I'm sure he'll be better for this. It's hard to chisel off that smile on off of his face, right? I mean, he's always smiling, and he always seems to have this positive air about him. He's a, he's a quality guy and a really good teammate. Uh, I think if you if you are around the defensemen, especially the young ones, uh, they really look up to him. His demeanor, his work ethic. Uh, he's really the same guy. Uh, shows up to the rink every day. You know, very uh, in the middle as far as the high and lows, the emotion of the year. Uh, you know, and I think that that'll, that kind of mood and emotional will set him up well for rehab. Uh, obviously, it's not something he wants to do, uh, but he really doesn't have a choice. Uh, he's going to work hard, get back at it, and uh, I'm sure he's going to want to be there and help the guys when he is. Absolutely. We're joined by former Oilers center Mark Letestu here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, today, Mark, good day for you. Um, you signed a uh, PTO, a, a pro tryout with the Florida Panthers. Uh, j- just tell me about how this came about and uh, how much you're looking forward to the opportunity here coming up in about a month. Yeah, sometimes uh, the, the summer can be uh, can be humbling. Uh, you, you never really know uh, how the market's going to shake out. Uh, you don't know. You know, if July 1, uh, somebody's going to sign you, or if, you know, in the case like this, it, it takes a long time, uh, you know, and things kind of shake out. But in the last few days here in Florida, you know, and I have been talking, and uh, the situation just seemed right, uh, the way the summer shook out and, and the vision for that Dale sees for me, uh, pushing for a job there. Uh, it's not the most, uh, you know, comfortable situation going into camp, you know, having a one-way deal and, and the security of it, but uh, if anybody's followed my kind of career trajectory or path, uh, you know, I've had to prove myself plenty of times. So this this is no different. Uh, just go in and prove that, that I'm still the player I think I am. Yeah, maybe let, let's talk about, uh, and you said you have no idea at times what the summer is going to, you know, what, what, what it's going to do and, and how the market is going to go. Um, I'm sure when July 1 hit, you, you were pretty optimistic. Um, was there a point in time in the off season where you're kind of wondering, uh, I'm not sure what the heck is going on here? Oh, not, not so much what the heck's going on. Uh, you know, I didn't have the year that I, that I wanted to last year. Still respectable. Uh, I think as a fourth-line center, if you're still you know, around 10 goals and 25 points, you're, you're still contributing member of the hockey team, but it was a drop-off from the, the 16 to 35 from the year before. And, you know, there's a focus on age now and speed, and uh, people are kind of trending away for, from that kind of a player. So you, you can understand it. Uh, but that being said, you know, I, I've never felt at any time that I've been a detriment to the team that I've been on. I still feel like I can contribute, and not only next year, but for a few more years. Uh, so I, and not getting a job right away, uh, maybe seeing some guys, with similar roles, similar situations, get jobs, uh, it's motivated me. You know, and I, again, uh, I've been in this situation of proving myself. Uh, you know, when you never get drafted, uh, this is a similar situation. Uh, you kind of backs against the wall, and you, you got to prove it. And, and I feel like I'm betting on myself here going to Florida on a PTO. And I'm comfortable in that situation. Yeah, for sure. Mark Latesta joining us here on uh, 630 Chen Inside Sports and uh, signs a, a PTO deal with uh, with the Florida Panthers today. So when you look at the Panthers uh, and you look at their situation and and man, if they if they could have stayed healthy last year, who knows what would have happened? Uh, uh, but when you look at that team, look at that roster. Uh, I guess w- what do you see and uh, what are you up against? 
Well, there's there's a lot of really good young talent. I think that's the first thing that sticks out. Uh, you know, whether it's the the Trocheks, Barkovs, uh, a lot of skill. Uh, you know, they they really good on the penalty kill last year, especially producing offense for that. A lot of shorthanded goals. Uh, you know, their power play struggled a little bit, uh, and I think that's somewhere where I can add uh, something in my career. I've been able to, to add to a lot of power plays. Uh, so I see that as an opportunity, and obviously uh, they haven't gotten a lot of scoring out of their out of their bottom six. Uh, you know, they've had guys with, you know, low single-digit goals. I think, uh, you know, the way teams are structured now, you have to get production from all through the lineup. I think there's no better example of the last two teams in the standing, you know, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, teams were able to roll four lines and, and be a threat to score each and every time, so... I think, uh, you know, the ability to add some goals to the bottom six in Florida is something that I'm looking to add, and, and I think the reason why I've been brought in. When you look at your, your season last year, and it was tough season in Edmonton, then you get traded to Columbus, and then you go on a, a you know, on a playoff run, and unfortunately uh, you get up two games to none on the, on the Capitals and unfortunately not able to, to, to put them away. But it, it was a season where it was a, it was a tough one for you. And then you, I guess, you know, I guess you call it maybe get re-energized a little bit. But w- when you look back at last season, um, I guess, what do you learn about yourself? Um, what do you learn about, uh, I guess, the process of, like you say, you're always trying to prove yourself and you're in a situation where, you know, a team, a team picked you up. You, you had good success there and unfortunately they didn't resign you. But uh, I guess, you know, it, it was it was a nice end to your season. It was nice that it ended that way instead of, you know, the way it could have been in Edmonton where you, there were no playoffs. But when you look back at last season, what, what really comes to mind and what, what do you learn about yourself going through that situation? Well, I think sometimes uh, you kind of settle for roles. And I think that's maybe something, uh, you know, I learned uh, last year. Uh, sometimes you settle into just being the, the face-off guy. Uh, you know, you, you take the draw, you win the draw, and you get off the ice, and, and you, you stop trying to contribute in certain areas. Uh, maybe stop being as effective as you could be, and you just try to fit a role that maybe fits, you know, the team or or something to that effect. Especially last year, coming off the power play net, but then you, you try to settle into the, you know, then that, that face-off penalty kill guy, and, and then the penalty kill's not going well, so you you're trying even harder at that. It, it, it kind of spirals on you. Uh, so then getting to, to Columbus, uh, loaded up on the power play there. A lot of right-handed shots. Uh, guys that are willing to give opportunities over me. So I didn't look at that look there. Uh, but on the penalty kill, uh, you know, played played the regular shift. And then, again, you kind of get pigeonholed into that role. Uh, you become the, the guy just to take the face-offs and get off the ice. Uh, and that uh, kind of hurt, my I think, my market. Uh, coming into this year, just not having a very productive uh, after the trade deadline into the playoffs. Uh, the team obviously did well and is a part of that, but just individually, I uh, wasn't able to be as productive as I had been in the past. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chance that you had to play the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals, uh, I mean, when they turned it on, what made them so difficult to, uh, to, to play against? Well, obviously, the special teams side of it, uh, they really turned it up. Their power play was was a difference maker, uh, you know. And then they they put Holtby back in the net after game two, uh, and he's he's a pretty special goaltender, and he showed it throughout the, the rest of the playoffs. Uh, so that energized them. But they're they're just a good hockey team. There's not a lot of weak links in that team, 
uh, and the explosive offense they could get from from Kuznetsov, who, who had an unbelievable series against us. And then you know Ovechkin sleeps for a couple games, but then he gets hot for a couple, and it, they just they had a lot of ways to beat you. Uh, you know, and we it's unfortunate game three we get the you know double shin pad bounce in overtime. You, you know, you look back at breaks or, or anything like that. That might have been what energized him. Had we have gotten that break, you know, I don't think, you know, you can say we're, we're going to win the Stanley Cup, but you never know where it's going to go from there. Uh, but it just playoff, the, the margin for error is so small. And uh, they were such a good team. And when we gave them life, uh, they really ran with it. Well, Mark, uh, congratulations on the uh, on signing the PTO with the uh, Florida Panthers. Now, uh, I'm sure you would agree the real work begins, and you got to go and compete for a job. But um, you are prepared for that, and uh, we wish you well. And I know there's a lot of Oilers fans that are rooting for you. So, uh, thank you so much for your time, as always. And I'm sure you'll be back on the show at some point. I appreciate that a lot, Dave. All right, take care, Mark. Mark Latestu, former Edmonton Oiler, and uh, signed a PTO with the uh, Florida Panthers today. And uh, one of those players that you wondered, why isn't he signed? You know, <laughs> and I thought that for a while. And, you know, it's funny when you, you get through the summer and, I mean, hockey goes away kind of quickly. You know, you got the first couple days of free agency, maybe the first half week to a week, and then... The big signings happen, the big moves happen, and then you get a smattering of signings. But basically, by about mid-July, everyone's gone away. It's, you know, it's cottage time in the National Hockey League. Then you get a smattering of news, and there's some news today out of Nashville we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, you go, Mark Letestu is not signed? Are you kidding me? Uh, but, you know, he took a lot of responsibility for how he played. I, I think some of it wasn't necessarily his doing, but, you know, he gets pigeonholed into a role, and that's his role. And uh, when that happens, you know, other teams see you as a certain way, in a certain way, and maybe that's why he didn't sign with anybody until August the 14th. So hopefully he goes into Florida, which uh, is an intriguing lineup. They got a lot of skill there if they can stay healthy. That's the problem down in Florida, really, is that their lineup is so discombobulated at times and out of sorts. But when that lineup is going, and we saw it a couple years ago when they made the playoffs, that's a pretty dangerous lineup at times. So we'll see what happens. Mark Letestu maybe can provide some and should be able to provide the Panthers with some bottom six scoring, which is starting to become more of a commodity in the National Hockey League. You know, we a lot of focus on top six, but you need some support from your bottom six as well. So there you go. Um, Dave Leppard texts in at 630-630. Dave, please let Letestu know that Edmonton fans are behind him. Wish him the best. Still one of my favorite players and a very well-spoken professional. Miss him on our roster. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I, I've never met Mark Letestu in person. I've heard a lot of good things about him. Every time I've heard him talk, I've been so impressed by him. You get you get the honest truth from him and it's it's not in a toxic way. It's not in a selfish way, but it's in a very, um, you know, just a, a, a guy who is no, who knows what he speaks, has been around the band several times. Um, and it was, <laughs> he was the one player that it was really hard to see him go. 
and you knew he was going to go at some point um, before the trade deadline. It didn't work out in Columbus. Hopefully it works out in Florida. But, yeah, um, enjoyed him as an oiler. Had a role in the playoff run as the power play specialist and did it very well. And that's something that he does have in his arsenal if the Panthers do choose to exploit that. Uh, so all the best to Mark Testu. Thank you very much uh, for his time here tonight. Uh, Inside Sports. Brought to you by Northern Chicken, bringing down-home southern food that other and other tasty treats. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. 721, back with more in a moment. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. It's 7.24, Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight, and tomorrow Reed will be back on Thursday, and on Thursday, oh, big show lined up, yes, indeed, Randy Spencer, former Edmonton Eskimo, two-time Grey Cup champion, will be uh, in studio, as uh, he, along with Jed Roberts, and Jed's been a uh, guest on this show several times, and uh, both are very entertaining, Randy's been on the show before, too, but they're going to sign autographs um, during the game on Saturday against the Montreal Alouettes, so we're going to have Randy in studio at uh, 7 o'clock on, um, on Thursday. Also, uh, Catherine and Michelle Plouffe, the Plouffe sisters, yes, uh, focal points of, uh, and, and key members of the Canadian women's uh, national basketball team will be in studio as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, Reed Wilkins back in the big chair, but you got to put up with me. <laughs> is that a wrong man description? that sounds like a season premiere type lineup on Thursday yeah, it's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good so yeah we talked about Andre Sekera uh, out for in a definite period with a torn Achilles during uh, off ice training uh, no timeline for his return but you got to think that Achilles is approximately about a six month injury so what's out there in free agency <laughs> not much what's the list oh Mike Green okay Toby Enstrom uh, Paul Martin, mm. Jason Garrickson, Uh-oh. Alexei Yemelin, Uh-oh. Kevin Bieksa, uh. and the list isn't good. Lucas Biza. Uh, one name that does jump off the page, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Oilers go back to this well, except they just find a way not to keep this player, is Brandon Davidson, who's proven that he can be a good stopgap defenseman. There's just nothing out there. And and the problem is... Now, they will get cap relief because Sekiro will go on long-term IR. So or that will give him, or in the Oilers, that is, uh, some cap relief so they can go and get someone. But who do you get? It's not a great lot of uh, available defensemen. So... Or they hope uh, a kid is going to step up and, and fill the void, but that is risky. Yeah. But it may be a matter of they don't have a choice. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, the Edmonton Prospect season ended, unfortunately, in Game 5 of the uh, Division Semifinal, the League Semifinal, on Friday to Medicine Hat. Pretty good series, pretty good season for the Prospects. We'll be joined by Assistant General Manager of the team, Jordan Blundell. 
this is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Welcome back to the show. Blue Jays in action. They are up 2-0 on the Kansas City Royals in the top of the third inning. There are two outs in the inning. Uh, reports say that uh, Curtis Granderson uh, has cleared waivers, 37-year-old. Uh, has cleared re- uh, revocable waivers, meaning that the team is free to trade the 15-year veteran. It's always weird in Major League Baseball. You have the non-waiver trade deadline, you have the waiver trade deadline. <laughs> the waiver trade deadline confuses the heck out of everyone. Confuses me, too. Uh, Granderson signed a one-year $5 million deal in the offseason. Granderson has appeared in 94 games this season for the Jays and is batting 234, 10 homers, 31 RBIs. So looks like Granderson will likely be traded. Uh, significant series uh, happening in uh, Chicago. Uh, Ryan Braun hit of two hit two of Milwaukee's four homers as the Brewers cut into the uh, Cubs in a central lead with a seven nothing win over the Cubs today. The Brewers pulled it within two games of the Cubs after dropping eight of eleven against them. Milwaukee will try for the two game sweep tomorrow. Western Major Baseball League here in Edmonton. Well, it's over unfortunately for the Edmonton prospects. Uh, it's done after last Friday's eleven four loss to the Medicine Hat Mavericks in Game Five of the uh, W. WMBL semifinal took him to the distance to talk about it in uh, the series and the season. Uh, Jordan Blundell back on the show. Uh, Jordan, nice to have you back on the show. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Uh, tough way to go, um, but hey, it's playoffs and you're not guaranteed anything. But uh, you and Medicine Hat play five games, uh, uh, five pretty solid games, and unfortunately, it, it ended on Friday. Yeah, took them to the wire. Uh, Tough go on Friday there. Um, you obviously probably wanted a, a little bit closer result to give ourselves a chance maybe in the last couple innings, but uh, that's not how it played out. And uh, you know, just really proud of the guys. Uh, it, it was uh, a resilient group. It's something that I've mentioned a few times this summer. Um, it was a, it was a tight knit group. Um, you know, they really the the clubhouse really came together in the second half and everything the roster settles down and you submit your playoff roster and um, yeah just came up short uh, but really proud of the effort and, and it's uh, too bad uh, but uh, but I know the guys had a, had a great time here in the city the guys that aren't from here and you know the guys that are from here that are that are local or grew up in and around the area um, that they they love playing in front of our fans. Yeah, let's talk about that heading into next season. Uh, tell me and tell the listeners just how much turnover do you have year to year with, with your roster and, and, and recruiting players? And like you say, I mean, most of your roster is comprised of people that you know don't live here. Yeah, you know, every year is different. Um, we we we'd love to have guys back. Uh, there is there's an age limit, you know. So once you've completed your senior season. In, in college, um, you're allowed to play the summer, and then that's it. So we have a, a few guys that are out of eligibility. They can't play in the league anymore. And uh, the guys that are remaining, you know, we definitely will be circling back and um, you know trying to sign them for next summer. Uh, it's, it's a competitive game. You know, there, there are you know almost 200 summer collegiate teams out there looking for guys and, and trying to recruit players. Um, we're obviously one of them. And, you know, that job, the job's 24-7. We've already started compiling lists. Uh, we'll, we'll let the guys that just finished up their summer with us have a couple weeks, and we'll get back in touch with them and kind of see what their what their plans are and engage where their interests are and, and kind of start to build the roster from there. Did you say you're competing with 200 
other collegiate-based <laughs> teams. Yeah, roughly. Whoa. The, uh, the, the stats just came out, actually, on uh, summer ball attendance. Uh, there's a few different leagues uh, in North America, and uh, we ended up finishing 14th in attendance in North America. So um, give you some perspective. Uh, I think there were yeah. 175 teams on the list, and uh, we were 14th. Um, Edmonton, uh, proud to be here. It was uh, it was a fun summer. Uh, a really energetic crowd. Like um, the, the the energy and the atmosphere um, was there, and, and that's something our guys that aren't from here that have never played here. You know, that's something they all said at their exit meetings. What what a pleasure it was. What a privilege it was to to play here. Well, and you know how that that can get around, right? I mean, that you know, hey, Edmonton is a great spot. It's a yeah. you know, uh, good crowds, energetic crowd, a city that really cares about baseball. And Edmonton does care about baseball, and maybe For it's sure. not, it's not talked about enough, I think anymore. But uh, th- this is a city that loves professional or, or loves baseball. Period. You know, so it's For sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It, uh, I, I think that you know, we all know what what happened with the Trappers, and I don't think anyone is. is too happy about that um you know we're we're passionate sports city and you know no one wants to see stuff like that happen um but it did and it's been a while and um you know i think we've done a lot of a, a lot of work to try and build a bridge for people to come back to the ballpark um and you know like you know just with the way the attendance uh was set this year you know finishing 14th in, in an ultra competitive summer baseball market with trying to recruit players and whatnot you know, it's, it, it, it says, it shows, it tells that, you know, hopefully Edmonton, Edmontonians are, are starting to feel like they got to get back to Remax Field and check us out and come and support the ball club. It, it's Edmonton's team. It's Edmonton's baseball team. Um, you know, the guys love playing in front of three, four, five, six, seven thousand. I mean, Canada Day is something that all these guys, wherever they are from, they go back home and they say, hey, man, Canada Day was unbelievable <laughs> and you know that's how that's how part of the recruiting process works you know that gets out and, you know makes makes our job makes my job easier when we make phone calls we start talking to kids and, and coaches about uh you know we play in front of 70 7500 people on canada Day. it's a pretty special event oh really what's that all about we send pictures and video and like dang that's the real deal no doubt, no doubt, Jordan. As we're joined by Jordan Blundell, the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Prospects, here on 630 Chet Inside Sports as the prospect season unfortunately came to an end uh, in Game 5 of the Western Major Baseball League semifinal to the uh, losing to the Medicine Hat Mavericks in five games. A uh, couple, uh, couple of highlights for me uh, as, uh, as uh, we come to a close here with, uh, with our time with you. Uh, Rich Walker, the perfect game back on June 30th uh, in Fort Mac. Uh, that was a, just a great moment. And uh, Eric Sabrowski uh, being drafted by the... Uh, and, and from Edmonton as well. So you do have, yep. you have some Edmonton uh, flavor on your roster, but he's, uh, he's drafted by the San Diego Padres. Those, those are two great, great stories in a season that is filled with a lot of them, but those two uh, definitely have to be at the top of the list. Not for sure. Uh, just to, to touch on Rich Walker's performance in Fort Mac, it's, it's one of a kind. Um, you know, a, a perfect game is just, it's just not, it's just not something that happens. And, and, you know, you need a lot of things to happen. Guys got to play defense. The umpire's got to call that borderline pitch a strike when, when it's a full count. And, um, yeah, he's got to execute pitches, and, and that's something that he showed all summer. He, he was one of those guys that just found a way to fool you um, consistently. And uh, 
what a special moment for him, for, for our franchise, too. Uh, something that, you know, the guys that were on the field will never forget. And, and for sure, for us, for that to happen is really special. And uh, Eric Sabrowski, um, you know, great, great kid. Um, played, played in and around the area all the way up in, in St. Albert with the Prospects Academy. Uh, for Coach Houston, and uh, really got after it. He, he's a player that uh, dedicated himself to improving, you know, year by year, month to month. Um, did the work, um, and then had the good fortune of being in the right place at the right time, and, and kind of exploded on the scene here this year. And uh, you know, it was it, it, he deserved it. It was something that was, you know, we we knew early on that we probably weren't going to have him this summer. He was putting up some some video game type numbers at school this year and um, you know unfortunately for us we didn't have him but uh, fortunately for us he's a player that spends a lot of time in our program and uh, you know he's made us better he's helped put us on the map with some some different coaches and teams down in the U.S. and we obviously wish him the best of luck and we'll be keeping track with him and hope to see him around town working out with our high school kids here in the offseason when he gets back. Good stuff. Jordan, uh, you've been very gracious with your time uh, throughout the season uh, here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. You've helped us uh, both speak to Eric and, and to Rich as well after after their uh, fine moments. And I'm so glad to hear that the, you know, the, the, the program is moving in the right direction as far as uh, baseball in this city and uh, a really good year down at REMAX Field. And uh, all the best in the recruiting in the offseason. And uh, we look forward to more news from you in the offseason and uh, look forward to next season. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me on. Thanks for the support this year, guys. You betcha. Jordan Blundell, assistant general manager of the uh, Edmonton Prospects. Uh, season unfortunately ended on Friday, losing 11-4 in Game 5 of the league semifinal, the Western Major Baseball League semifinal to the Medicine Hat Mavericks. So there you go. That That's, uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. And uh, a good season nonetheless. Uh, I mentioned uh, Ryan Ellis earlier uh, signed a uh, deal. Uh, with the uh, Nashville Predators. Lost my notes. Don't know where they are. Here it is. There we go. There we go. It's mass chaos in here, folks. Yes, the Predators signing Ellis to a uh, eight-year deal worth $50 million. Keeps it under contract through the 2026-27 season. Scoring nine goals. Set career highs and assists with 23. A plus-minus rating of plus 26. Only played 44 games due to recovery from an off-season knee, uh, knee surgery. Uh, didn't make his season debut until January the 2nd. So he has spent his entire NHL career with the Nashville Predators. There's some talk. Uh, I think it's more... A bit of speculation, but could the Oilers snatch Ryan Ellis somehow? And um, I think it was pretty evident from the people that, you know, we talked to on this radio station, especially on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, that um, the loyalty of uh, Ryan Ellis and the, the strong ties he has to Nashville probably made it uh, pretty tough for him to uh, leave that market. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, this is kind of interesting, uh, they felt it necessary today to confirm that their uh, top brass will attend the team captain's charity golf tournament. Normally, that's a given, but a report this week said that GM Marc Bergevin and coach Claude Julien would skip this year's edition of the Max Pacioretty's tournament. The suggesting was a sign the team had decided to part ways with their third-year captain, but uh, the Canadians denied the report and a tweet confirming that management will be there on August 22nd or 28th. Sorry, uh, Rumors have run high since December that Bergevin was trying to trade Pacioretty, entering the final year of his contract. He can be an 
unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2018-19 season. Speculation, of course, peaked at the trade deadline in March again at the draft, but so far Pacioretty remains uh, Canadian. So there you go. Uh, he spends his summers in Montreal, even though he is from Connecticut, repeatedly has voiced his desire to stay. So there you go. Now, in my opinion, that's an organization that's going to be under a lot of scrutiny this season. Yes. A lot of scrutiny. So Absolutely. They, they need to do something badly this year. Yeah, they do. They do. And uh, they drafted a center, which is what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, their, their roster is not good. And, and she, uh, she, the whole Carey Price saga is kind of getting to the point well to the point where it's like okay carry if he puts up great numbers this year does that even help him that's yeah. the thing you well know? he signed a long-term deal and they're not doing much to help carry price in my opinion no around him shea weber's out till december that trade is not looking good uh, the trade for pk suban to the national predators not good hey it's tuesday it was tuesday morning oh we got to play the Tuesday morning quarterback still. Ah, uh, cool. Hey, can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Okay. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. It's Mike Riley with the Tuesday morning quarterback, and I have been telling you guys every single week about how special this guest is, but uh, I was really lying all those other times <laughs> because uh, when it comes down to it, the two guests that I have on today, they don't get any more special than that. Uh, I have in the studio, you might be able to hear the special guest, Brooklyn, my 21-month-old daughter, and my wife, Emily, are in town. So, Brooklyn and Emily, say hi to everybody. Say, say hi. 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 Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for coming in today. Um pretty important reason why you guys are in town uh for the remainder of the year they just got uh, into town they will be in edmonton for the rest of the season uh very excited um i'm sure to watch our football games but more importantly we will be adding to the family so brooklyn will have a little sister uh, brooklyn was born at misericordia two seasons ago and so we are uh we are adding to the football clan so um yeah. How do you feel? She said, nope, no, we're not. She's still in denial. Uh, So the first step is uh, admitting that it's happening. So I'm not sure if we're ever going to get there. So, hey, Brooklyn, if if you're going to an Edmonton Eskimo football game, what is the most exciting thing to see? Dada. Dada. Okay, well, that's part of it. But what does Dada do? You say, touchdown. 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 Okay, but... What do you what do you say when dad throws an interception? That's the real question. What do you say when dad throws an interception? Say owie. Owie. Well, that's yeah, uh, apparently you have a fragile ego that gets hurt very easily, but thank you for that. So I do want to know uh, who are your favorite mascots? Say punter. And Nanook. Punter and Nanook? Okay, Punter and Nanook are clearly your favorite mascots. Oh, no, Morley is not your daddy, so... But thank you for questioning him. Me and Morley might have have a little discussion after the Tuesday morning quarterback. I feel I need to say something. Morley, Morley may not make it to the Wednesday, but uh, okay. Just like to say, uh, Emily, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you so, okay, you learn something new every day. I appreciate that. Baby Brooklyn. Okay, well, thank you, Brooklyn, for your incredible insight. Um, I'm sure you're probably going to be talking in the background, so we're just going to power through and ask your mom some questions. Is that okay? You ask some questions to Mama? Mama? Yeah, Mama. Okay. So, 
the one thing that I get asked more than anything else, uh, no matter who I'm talking to, no matter what city I'm in, is where do I get my hats? Who picks them out? And ladies and gentlemen, we finally have in the studio uh, the master behind the hat. So Emily, uh, what is it if you walk into a hat store and it's like, Mike needs a new hat. He's not looking sweet enough out there. We got to do something. What is it that you're looking for? What, what's going to catch your eye on the shelf? You know, there's all sorts of different things, different styles, textures, colors, all of that stuff. What What is it that's going to stop you in front of that hat and take a look at it? It has to be unique. 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 Ah, and okay. it has to go with a suit that I know that you have. Okay. Or... It's so it's got to coordinate some dollars to go buy a new one, <laughs> which, so, okay. All right. So it's, so we got to make sure that it's, uh, doesn't cost us extra cause the hat's already going to cost enough. Um, mm. and it's got to coordinate with everything and it has to be unique, but what, what about it? Like, I mean, you walk in and there's just a million bowlers, there's top hats, there's all sorts of different stuff. You know, what, what's going to make you, yes, I'm, okay, I'm leaving with this one. So I walked into the hat store in the West Edmonton Mall. Okay. And I knew that we were going into playoffs. It was the day before Brooklyn was born. And then you needed a good hat because mm -hmm. we were going to celebrate either that year or the next. And I look up at the top shelf and I see the MOP hat. Oh, yes. Yeah, for those of you that don't know about the MOP hat, uh, it's... <laughs> Weighs about just, 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, and it's uh, nearly a foot tall. Um, it's on the top shelf. Yeah, okay. Probably nobody had ever touched it. Yeah. But we got it. Nobody thought they could pull it off. And you did. Okay, well, fair enough. So that's the, the major contributing factor is it has to be unique. So if you see me wearing a boring hat, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, I probably picked it out myself, <laughs> which is what could be said about just about anything in my life, whether uh, it's home decorating uh, or hat selection. If it looks great and it's coordinated, it came from my wife. Uh, if it's boring and uh, doesn't look at all cool or special, I probably picked it out and thought it was sweet. So uh, that's why you always have to have, I was going to say ladies and gentlemen, but really just more gentlemen. That's why you must have somebody that can have a coordinated eye because us guys, at least me, Maybe I should say, because help. I've met some guys that can really put things together. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're like me and you think that uh, you have a designer's eye, you might want to get a second opinion because uh, chances are you probably do not. Um, well, we appreciate you guys coming in today. Uh, Brooklyn, thank you for being so talkative at all the wrong moments. Um, We'll have to work on that. We'll get your media savvy down pat. But uh, thank you guys for coming in. And the next time that uh, the Eskimo uh, nation, the Eskimo empire, if you will, uh, gets to see you guys in public, more than likely, uh, it will be with an additional member of our family. So thank you for coming in so close to the big day. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Tuesday Morning Quarterback. And you can catch me next week on 630 Chet. And you say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. The best Tuesday morning quarterback ever. And it's only been on for one season. So it's been, what, seven, eight, nine shows in? I don't know. But that's Mike Riley, daughter Brooklyn. Probably best interview of the show, honestly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and wife, Emily, who is going to be delivering their second child, a daughter. Good luck with that, Mike. Uh, <laughs>
I got two. I got I got one of each. I got one of each. So there you go. There you go. Uh, by the way, uh, Johnny Manziel did not practice with the Alouettes today because uh, he had a scheduled appointment. Um, of course, he uh, took a big shot in the game against the Ottawa Red Blacks, game where the uh, Alouettes lost 24-17, but looks like everything's all good to go for Johnny Manziel. Oh! Hey, we have a four-pack of tickets to give away for that game on we do. Saturday. We do. We, we do. do. On the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium, 7 o'clock is the start of the game. And catch it here on 6.30. Chet starting at 5.30 with the countdown to kickoff. But uh, Johnny Manziel wears number two. So if you're calling number two, 780-496-0063, four-pack of tickets in your hands. Caller number two, I got a four-pack for you. There you Yay! Ah. I like your Busta Rhymes. There you go. Studio producers, Kellen Kennedy. I'm Dave Campbell. See you tomorrow night. Talk to you tomorrow night, that is, on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Thanks, all. It was fun. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.